It is that time again. Time for Dow of the Day. How are you guys doing? I am doing great. Having a wonderful morning. Just kind of, you know, feeling, feeling all the feels and doing all the things and uh, loving on myself as much as I can. Um, hope that you're down to pick a number between 1 and 81. Why don't you join me? Click that. Click the microphone and join me for Dow of the Day. I am here hosting Dow of the Day every day, uh, Monday through Friday, every weekday, uh, sometime in the morning, usually between between 7 and 10 a.m. Central Time sometime, and usually these go for about an hour or so. I would love for a couple people to come on and join me and see what is what. What is the what? Who's here with me? Catherine, my buddy, my pal. Um, Catherine, always coming on to, to share some time with me. How you doing, Catherine? Hello. Okay. I keep getting numbers. I know, I know we already did. So let's take a breath together and see what comes. You ready? Hi. 82. You do know it's between one and 81. Oh, 82 is what it wants. What's eight plus two? Six. Six. Six is a good one. Let's see what we got. This is a this is a this is a short one, but one that I don't think I've ever read before uh, on on this. So the Tao is called the Great Mother, empty yet inexhaustible. It gives birth to infinite worlds. <laughs> yeah, we have done this one. <laughs> have we? Yeah. It is always present within you. You I can guess so. use it any way you want. You and I have done this. That's what I mean. Like, like this is fun. this is crazy. I know. All right. All right, Spencer. Let's think. Let's see. Yeah, I keep getting 82. 28, maybe? 80, 28. We can try 28. Um, okay. Yeah, well, let's, let's, let's do 28. It's a, it's a longer one, but I'm going to read it through quickly, and then we're going we're gonna to go back through it. Okay, go. Know the male, yet keep to the female. Receive the world in your arms. If you receive the world, the Tao will never leave you. And if you, and if you will be like, and you will be like a little child. I'm going to read it as fast as I can, I guess. Um, know the white, yet keep to the black. Be a pattern for the world. If you are a pattern for the world, the Tao will be strong inside you, and there will be nothing you can't do. Know the personal, yet keep to the impersonal. Accept the world as it is. If you accept the world, the Tao will be luminous inside you, and you will return to your primal self. The world is formed from the void. Like utensils from a block of wood, the master knows the utensil, yet keeps to the block. Thus, she can use all things. Okay, this sounds like uh, two lines at a time because they go together. Yeah. And and really, let's yeah, let's let's see. Know the male yet keep to the female. Well, that's so, so much like that feminine energy we're talking about, right? Balancing right. it. Out. Yeah, but lean into that that feminine, and we don't mean we don't mean the sex right. gender. We're talking about the energy and female energy being the that mother energy, the nurturing. 
Yeah, the space. I always like to, you know, like I've been recently kind of talking about the male and female energies. It's like the male is the structure. It is the house. The female is the space in the house in which you live. It is that yielding space that allows you to do whatever you want within the space. But because women usually get the ability to decorate the house. <laughs> yes, especially for Christmas. Um, and, and, but, but, but in, in so many ways, I've been, I've been looking at things of just like, you know, the space, the structure of the space, you know, the structure yeah. of the world, the structure of education, the structure of politics, all of that is very male driven, but how you use it, how all of these things are utilized, there is freedom within all of that. Like once you get your education, how you use that which you have attained is, is for you to decide. And that is yielding. That is that female energy. Hmm. I get, that's a good description. I like that. Yeah. And, that, and, and so know the male, so know the education system, yet keep to the female. Don't get so, don't get so hung up on the structure. Don't get so hung up on what, what the structure believes it's giving you take what you have and yield it to your life and utilize it and the male energy is a lot more competitive but you know aggressive um structure you know, we, yeah we describe it more in the in the warrior type tone the hunter gatherer type setup right. and, and you know the the female energy is so much of the you know, yeah, I mean, nurturing, I don't know, I can't think of other words that describes better encompasses at all than nurturing. Yeah, I like to I like to utilize the term yielding because it, it holds you in that space. <laughs> yeah. And then the these next four lines relate to that by saying, receive the world in your arms. If you receive the world, the Tao will never leave you. And you will be like a little child. Ooh, receive the world in your arms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty nice. It's, uh, it, it makes me think very much of, uh, you know, our connection with nature for me. It right. brings that up. And, you know, I was just uh, watching some stuff about Nikola Tesla and it, and when uh, World War one came in he he escaped and went into the mountains and lived in the mountains in nature and says that was the most powerful time of his life it really really the strength and grounding it gave him for the rest of his life was so powerful yeah. and yet he was out there all alone and you know without much human contact but the strength that he had but then I also think of like playing outside of that child energy. So I feel like it encompasses that, at least for me, that's the images I got. Yeah. As I'm reading it, you know, like know the male, yet keep to the, keep to the female, receive the world in your arms. The idea of keep to the female is mm -hmm. receive the world in your arms, right? Yep. When you can receive this, you know, you can't, you can't receive the world in your arms from the male perspective because the male perspective is, or know the male from this, from this point is that's the structure. That's the house. Right. That's the, that's the thing. 
but the non thing the the yielding the 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 holding of that space is the female so receive that in your arms if you receive the world the Tao will never leave you and yep. you will be like a little child and you will be held like even though you're receiving it in your arms you're the one being held by it like a little yeah. child yeah that makes me think of that Nikola Tesla like going mm. out and that and that stayed with him and you know that creativity continues to flow within and to me that's so much about receiving and recognizing and being open to what the world has to bring in that that female and male energy leading to the female is like you said yielding into receiving that yeah so then we move on it says know the white i got my cat running all over me know the white yet keep to the black be a pattern for the world. Mm, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Because we have so, so there's, there's this, many this positive and negative space thing, right? Like black could could be seen sometimes as a negative, but it could also play the positive yep. space, right? The white could just be the light, and then the black be the positive space. I mean, black and white have so many translations for people. I know, yeah. Think about... Now, and it's interesting that it says, know the white, it keep to the black. And maybe that's, I, I don't, I, like, why do you think it would say keep to the black and not know the black and keep to the white? And, like, thoughts? Well, actually, um... In Chinese tradition, um, people wear white to funerals and wear oh. red to weddings. Black has a different colored meaning. I can't remember what black is, but you know, we have to also think culturally as well. Yeah, true, true, true. You know, I think that's, I think a cultural representation of that is something to think about. I can't remember what black means, but I do know you wear red to weddings. Yeah. And you know, when we when we talk about painting and, and, and art and, and patterning, we, we talk about positive and negative space. You know, mm -hmm. MC Escher played with that, right? The positive space on one side of a painting might turn into the negative space on the other mm -hmm. side of the painting, you know, like the 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 I don't know if you know MC Escher, but he was a drawer and, and he drew like the the stairs going all every which way upside down and all that kind of stuff. And he did patterns with like geese and, and boats and fish and other things like that that would that would morph positive and negative space on either side would, would shift. And so maybe it's just maybe we can look at it as like know the positive, keep to the negative, be a pattern within the world, or know the negative, keep to the positive, be a pattern within the world. When we talk about space, it's just figure ground, a figure on top of a ground, a negative, a positive on top of a negative. Um, if you are a pattern to the world, the Tao will be strong within you, and there is nothing you can't do. What do you think about that? That's kind of interesting, because... Uh... You know, we have this negative uh, connotation towards patterns, don't we? You know, oh, I, you know, I I love a good uh, a paisley. Paisley's gorgeous. <laughs> like behavior. Oh yeah. You know. Oh, so that's I, interesting. Like pattern of pattern of being. Yeah, don't we? We're like, oh, you know, that you keep repeating that pattern. You keep dating the wrong person, or you keep. You know, or no, so that's kind of what comes up for me, which I think is kind of interesting in this. 
So what does it mean, keep to the pattern? We've talked about color. And to me, I believe it comes to the pattern like um, when you um, make clothes, you have a pattern that you cut out and then you're mm -hmm. able to make dress. And so <clears throat> I think of it as the pattern you were given for your purpose. So keep to the path that lays out for you for your intuition. Follow your individual pattern. Don't try mm. to be Oh, that's beautiful. Yes, of course, because then then you are always being you. And even if the things you do change, it is at the core of you that is driving that change. And so that is still within the pattern. Yep. No, oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Know the personal yet keep to the impersonal. Accept the world as it is. Well, that that rings real true to all the things that I talk about uh, in the work that I do, which is which is um, if you could understand the world as a neutral, then you can accept everything as it is. But to know the personal, to be present here in the moment with whoever you are with, and be personal at that moment, but don't get caught up in the personal sort of grievances and bullshit that we that we see and, and don't get caught up in your own personal idea of what you want keep it impersonal keep it keep it um uh neutral and then you can accept the world as it is yeah and i i 100 agree with all that i'm just going to take another another way of saying it i feel like yeah. is how often we worry about what people say and think about while we're while we're having a conversation with them and they're not having any of those thoughts, but right. we are. Mm -hmm. And so we are running this personal view in the background. And so we're not really hearing people. And if we keep it impersonal by actually just listening to the person, not listening to the chatter in our own minds. Yeah. I see if that happen. And see it when someone's doing that. I always find it fascinating. Yeah, you can just see them glaze over and you're just like, what, 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 what? You're, you're, you're not here with me. You're not hearing me. And, and, you know, I talk to people all the time and they give me all of this advice or they tell me what to do. And I'm like, wow, you, you didn't hear me at all. I know. You're just here to talk about you at the moment. <laughs> like, and that's cool. Like, and, and by, and for me to know the personal yet keep to the impersonal, I can be there and I can allow and I can allow that space for them to, to do that. And then I can not take it personally and walk away and not not be not be hurt by it in any way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you can be like, OK, well, you know, whatever. And you can have someone react to you in a negative way and go, well, you know, it must be a bad day or allow, you know, that to be the the understanding instead of going oh now they don't like me blah 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 right you know? right right and then get caught up and waste all your time yeah like, thinking about people now you only got like 30 seconds left so i'm gonna finish i'm gonna finish reading this and you can come back on if you want to finish with me okay. if you accept the world the Tao will be luminous inside you and you will return to your primal self intuition lights the path yes ma'am
This is, this is, you, you're always picking such good ones for you. I wonder if every single one of them is a good one for you. That's how I think. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think too. All right. Yeah. I'm going to jump off because I think that explains it perfectly. Yeah. Wonderful. So I'm going to finish reading this through, but thank you, Catherine. Love you so much. Um, yeah. And I'm sure I cut you off there, but um, I'm sure I, I know, I know you're just signing off and sending me your love, which I appreciate. So if you accept the world, the, the Tao will be luminous inside you. And if you, and you will return to your primal self, your primal self is that self that is deep within you. Your primal self is that luminous self within you. You know, last night I did a meditation and just kept asking, who am I? Who am I? And I realized, you know, like, like we all know, we know this intellectually that we are not our body. But then as I moved my body, I, I re recognized that like it was consciousness that was moving my body. And that's who I am, right? I am beyond the physical. I am beyond all of those things. And, and when I'm able to be present with that, when I'm able to be here and accept the world as it is and accept everybody in it as they are, whether I like it or not, the Tao can be luminous inside of me and I will return to my primal self. So those are three different things. And then we get into this final section, right? This final verse. The world is formed from the void, like utensils from a block of wood. The master knows the utensils, yet keeps to the block. Thus, she can use all things. And so, you know, we look at these three things, the white, the black, the male, the female, the personal and impersonal. We look at those and we, and we, we find ourselves in this final verse in this final section which is the world is formed from the void yesterday we read a uh a dao that talked about the dao creates one one creates two two creates three three creates all things the world is formed from the void like utensils from a block of wood You see, the utensils from the block of wood is like the block of wood is all things. The utensil is the manifestation. The world is formed from the void. The void is nothing. The void is the block of wood. I'm, I'm, I'm working through this, guys. If you have any thoughts on this, please join me. But the world is formed from the void like utensils from a block of wood. So the void is the wood. And the utensils are the world. And in life, I would think that that would be, you know, like it would be the easy, like know the male, keep to the female. So the male is the wood, the utensil is the female. The void is the male. The utensil, the world is the female. And I think, you know, like when I was doing this yesterday, when I was talking about the one and the two, I was always saying, I said, the Tao creates the one, the structure. The structure is the male thing. The structure, and that, that could be the void, right? The, like in order to create something, something has to be created from something. So the world could be the male created from the void. The utensil could be the male created from the wood. Hmm. The master knows the utensil yet keeps to the block. And see, that's where it comes in this male, female. You know the education system, yet you keep to the block. You keep to the thing that's been educated. 
So yeah, the world is formed from the void like utensils from a block of wood. The master knows the utensils, yet keeps to the block. You know, you know, like know the male, you know the utensil, yet keep to the block, yet keep to the female. So the block is at that point, the female. So, and the block yields from it the utensil and it goes and that's a that's a pattern that's a pattern that we see from top to bottom the void is the female creating the world the male structure on the world you find a block of wood which is female creating the utensil which is the male the master knows the male, the utensil, the structure of something, yet keeps to the block, he keeps to the female. Thus he can use all things because he understands that from one comes the other. And then from the utensil, you use the utensil. However, the utensil is either intended or you need to use the intent utensil. And it is the use, using of the utensil that is the female for the ultimate end, which, you know, like that would yield a male and then a female and then a male, right? You would yield structure for use, structure for use. The void is everything, right? The void of a home is what you use. That's the female. Then you create the structure of that void. You create a structure from that void and that's the universe and then the world and that's how that's how i'm reading this at this moment i'm reading this to be this space of you know this constant idea of what is the pattern keep to the pattern and the pattern is the empty the emptiness of the pattern the black of the pattern is the female like plays as the female. And if you can be a pattern for the world, being, you know, like Catherine and I were talking about, you know, being a pattern for the world, being in your true state, understanding that there's both masculine and feminine in there, and you create structure so that you can utilize it and don't hang on to the structure. Don't just hang on to the structure. Know the personal, yet keep to the impersonal. The impersonal, is, the personal is the structure. Like you are, you have an identity. But outside of that identity, there is the impersonal. There is the neutral. And that is where we can understand this, this hierarchy of masculine feminine. You are not one or the other. You keep to the pattern. And that's how I see this. Catherine, thank you so much for 28. It's, you know, this one had, had, had perplexed me a couple times uh, for years. Um, you know, sometimes I thought I understood, and I think I understood it in a very, um, in a very abstract way, but I think I understand it much better now. So I appreciate your help in, in, in getting through that. I have a pen in my mouth and, um, 
And yeah, what a nice, what what a good, what a good, what a good way to start off. If anybody else wants to come on and give me a number between one and eighty-one, I would be happy to have you come on and join me. Um, you don't have to know anything about the Dow. You don't have to, you know, you know, like I'll we'll walk through this together, just like Catherine and I did. Todd, welcome to Dow of the Day. I don't believe I've ever spoken with Todd before. Todd, how are you doing? Um, you're almost on. Three, two, and? Uh, hi. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Um, uh, the number seven seems to be important for me. It happens to be my life path number, so I think we can start with there. Well, nice we'll to meet you, by the way. Nice to meet you. Okay, so we'll just start with that. Are you familiar with the Dow? A little bit, but not not nearly as well versed as you are. I'm sure. Oh well, it's just like I just I just read it and then we we see what it says. You know, like I've been I've been I've been utilizing the Dow quite a bit in my in my recovery journey. My uh, so I got I'll, I'll have 21 years clean and sober, and this was just oh, a, a, a wonderful. Thank you. This was just a wonderful way for me to really get comfortable with um, being in the world. And so I love to share it with others. So, so here we go. Number seven, the Tao is infinite, eternal. Why is it eternal? It was never born. Thus, it can never die. Why is it infinite? It has no desires for itself. Thus, it is present for all beings. The master stays behind. That is why she is ahead. She is detached from all things. That is why she is at one with them. Because she has let go of herself, she is perfectly fulfilled. What are your initial thoughts? That's about the number seven. Wow. Um, <laughs> it speaks so much to my life right now. Oh, I bet. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Well, first of all, I understand that philosophy. Um, I understand uh the um i'm sorry i'm i'm a little a loss at words right now yeah uh, perhaps this wasn't the best time for me to come on but um i i i understood it let's just put it this way i grokked it um the uh the whole idea of you know not seeking yourself and becoming one with the universe um is something um I've been exploring for the past mm, four years. I would say. Oh, beautiful! Yeah. Well, that's a that's a well, that's a that's an honorable journey, de definitely. So let's let's look at this. Let's look at this. If if you're down, let's look at this a little more in depth, and we'll go through it line by line, and then we'll we'll see where sure. it takes. Okay, so the Tao is infinite, eternal. Yeah. Why is it eternal? It was never born. So this is this is a classic sort of understanding of you know God, the universe, all of these things of like you know it was always there, mm. you know, and and we are in touch with that, right? Like we understand the Tao is something that we have we are in touch with. Thus, it can never die. So. <laughs> So this is this is like such a beautiful thing, right? Because if it can never die, then and we're connected to it. This is this is kind of like a lifeline. This is like any fear of death we can oh, we can yeah. really look at from a new perspective. Right. Right. Do you have any thoughts? What was that? I'm sorry. Do you have any thoughts? Uh Are we sure it was never born? 
<laughs> well, of course we could, we could, we could ask that we could ask that. And I think that, I think that, you know, like having the time, maybe you and I can go through a, a, a meditation of asking who we are and understanding that like that yeah. within you has it, was it born? Is it, right. was there a beginning or, 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 and, and, you know, when we talk about the idea of things being born, we often start thinking very linearly. Yeah. Like the idea right. that time had to have started somewhere. But really, time is just right now. You know, like scientifically, we can't prove time exists. <laughs> well, you know, like, like there's all of these things. And so, so for it to not have been born, maybe we just can't conceive of time now being like it, it, it always was because was is a linear concept. Well, once you cross over to the spirit world, that's how time is described. Yeah. It's really the absence of time or the, the presence of now time all the time. Yeah. So. And now, and even, even, even kind of conceptualizing now as, you know, being in the manifestation is a, uh, is, is, placed somewhere abstractly on a linear timeline you know like the idea of now can't even exist in the spirit realm right like like there is no now because there isn't a past or a future or anything and it just, it just is you know and like right. that's why mm -hmm. that's why i love like kind of having that statement i am instead of i am something because in the manifestation here we have to identify with, you know, like space, time, cells, things, all of this kind of stuff. And so, so, you know, like in that concept of, of releasing the concept of being as a physical being, like I, I, I enjoy like utilizing the I am rather than I am something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So then, why is it infinite? It has no desires for itself. Thus, it is present for all things. Oh, yeah, right. I really resonated with that. Uh, because it has no desire for itself. It's present for all things. And that's kind of almost... It's kind of what I'm striving for in this lifetime. Um, being present for everything. Now that also includes myself, but the, mm -hmm. the but the desire, right? If once your your desire gets in the way, what you're you know if you're if you're looking out for just yourself, then you can't be present for all things. So I understand that concept. Yeah, or at least I think I do. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and 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 that's a that's a that's a it's always changing, right? It's always changing how we understand it, and that's why the Tao just continues for me to be this source of information and light and guidance because I understand it differently all the time. Like I just, mm. uh, Catherine and I just read twenty eight, and I understood that totally differently today than I have ever understood it before. And I look at this as why is it's infinite and it has no desires for itself. It doesn't, it wants to be here present with what is, you know, right. it does not need to put its stamp of approval 
on it. The, you know, its ego is not running the show. So it can be here and allow you to use it however you want. Now, if you have desires for yourself, it will allow you to use it in that, right? This is, this is why we have like law of attraction and manifestation and all this kind of stuff right now, because everyone's like, use it for my own good. Use it for my own desires. But the Tao has no desire for itself, so it can be present for all beings. Right. Not, and go yeah, on. Can, no, I, I get that. I, and, and conversely, if it did have desires for itself, then of course it couldn't serve everything and be present for everything. Right. Yes. It would not be able to serve you if it said, oh, well, if you want money, you're greedy and I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> right. Like, right. oh, well, if you want, you know, if you want to, if you, if you want to just find your next hit of heroin, I'm not going to give it to you because that's bad. You know, exactly. I'm looking at that as a bad thing. And, you know, it is infinite. Why is it infinite? Because it has no desire for itself. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't care. It is just, it just looks at everything and says, I am present for you. Yes. And, and if, if we can emulate that in, in just the littlest ways, we can just support each other in ways that, oh, Jesus, that would just yeah. be in awe. You know, we would just be in awe of the amount of love and support we could have and we can give. And I'm just getting emotional and I love it. It's so beautiful. Oh, wow. Yeah, of course. The master stays behind. That is why she is ahead. Oh, another brain teaser. <laughs> right? Right. You know, I, I mean, there was that, you know, there's that story that goes out about like the, the pack of wolves that go out and the strongest ones are not the ones that are in front. It's the weakest ones, you know, those kind of, those kind of stories. But I also like to think that like, this talks about being humble. You know, you stay behind and, and you support and you support everybody. And that is why, you know, and being ahead doesn't mean competition or a race, but it means like you're respected. You know, like there's this like there's this understanding that if you if you stay behind and support and and you don't try to rush ahead to something, you are present here now. Right. Then, then, then you are seeing what needs to be done. You're not rushing ahead trying to get to the next goal, in which, in which case you can't be present. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense now. Thank you. Thank you for explaining it that way. She is detached from all things. That is why she is at one with them. And I think you got this one. Yeah, uh-huh. What do you think? I, I, you know, I, I absolutely love it. I, I knew that I had an affinity to the Tao uh, philosophy mm -hmm. uh, after reading about it, but I, I am not an adherent to any religion, and I've always been that way for all of my life. Yeah, but and and, of, and the Tao Te Ching and Taoism are two totally different sorts of things. Yeah, just 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 a you know Taoism is a religion the Tao Te Ching is the canon of reason this is a like no no attachment to gods or or anything mm -hmm. like that it is it is a it is just a text about living reasonably 
Yeah, and it's it's the one that I would I, I find the most affinity for. I yeah. also have something an affinity towards Hinduism and Buddhism and in fact many Eastern religions. The Western ones completely put me off. But I, I've always found something quite fascinating and quiet and beautiful about Tao that I don't find in other religions. So yeah. thank you yeah. for sharing I could listen to you all day long. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> so like this one wraps up. She is detached from all things. That is why she is at one with them. And yeah. like you said earlier, when you when you don't have when you don't have a desire to for other people or things to be what you want them to be, you can detach from them. Yeah. And then that in that way, you could support them. You can be at one with them because she has let go of herself. She is perfectly fulfilled. And I think this is what you're looking for is this like this idea like of being fulfilled right now as you are without the desire to even be something else. Yes. Like, oh God, be yes. Here, be here right now, be you right now, not wanting anything more. And yet knowing that more is to come. Right. Because you can be present here now with whatever presents itself. I think Ram Das had a very similar message. Uh, and I believe what his first book was Be Here Now. Um, very similar. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Such a beautiful verse. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on and I'm looking yeah. forward to, um, I'm gonna go ahead and follow you and then hopefully we'll be able to connect again and um, and yeah, see, see, you know, I'd love to, to, to see what you present here on wisdom and, and, and hear more of your wisdom. Sure, anytime. All right, wonderful. Thanks, Absolutely. I'm going to switch you out. We're going to bring Daniel Maxim on. Daniel, how are you doing? Martin John. Yep, that's me. Do you have a number for, so are you familiar with the Dow? I am not. I had a conversation yesterday with a girl named Kristen, and she suggested I give you a listen Kristen uh, Brown. For the, for the Dow of the Day. And um, wow, I'm here. I, I had a number. Todd took it. Um, Todd took it. Todd took number seven. That's my, that, seven. that's my motocross number. Uh, yeah, I saw you're on a, I, I, I see, I see, you know, I ride motorcycles. I just, I, I, I ride cruisers here in the Midwest. It's, it's all in, it's all in storage now because everything's cold, but, but. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you another number that, so 11, 11 has always showed up, but a number that has been showing up for me lately is three. I see three, three I see three thirty three all the time and threes everywhere. So all let's right. go with, let's go let's with that. Go with three. If you over esteem great men, people become powerless. If you overvalue possessions, people begin to steal. The master leads an emptying pe the master leads by emptying people's minds and filling their cores by weakening their ambition and toughening their resolve. He helps people lose everything they know, everything they desire, and creates confusion in those who think that they know. Practice not doing, and everything will fall into place. Oh. What are your thoughts? Perfect. So I've heard two so far of this. Uh, it's what, 81 lines? I just Googled it a minute ago. Yeah, 81 verses. 
Yeah. Perfect. So the two descriptions, uh, first two that I saw on Google was um, spiritual immorality. And then uh, what was the other one? The way of integrity. Yeah. I like to call it the canon of reason. I wrote that. This is I wrote that down too. Yeah, the canon of reason is this space of like being, like living a reasonable life, like. And here we, and here we see in this number three, if you overesteem great men, people become powerless. Talk to me about that. What do you think about that? If you overesteem men, is it like in the vision of you know you you're looking at other men on a high level? Yeah, if you if you if you uh, look up to if you look up to great men, if you overesteem, if you look up to them with with more esteem than you're going to look at your mom or your dad, you know, like if you put, if you put right. people on a pedestal, right? Like yeah, you so make true. you make people powerless, right? Yeah. So my my list of uh, idols. So I'm in recovery. I don't know. If oh, congratulations! Yeah, yeah. That's my that's my that's my jam. I got right. 20, 21 years on the fourteenth. Wow. Uh, yeah, my greatest talent, at least for ego, is getting high. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's, yeah. So I listed out my idols, right? Cause you know, have no other, you know, we don't need uh, these other idols if we're gonna, yeah. if we're gonna be operating for source here. And I'm, I'm thinking about like, well, who truly is like, you know, the people that I just would be so shell shocked if I were in front of me. And yeah. it's, it's a pretty interesting kind of list. I mean, like Tiger Woods, some of the great motocross people, Ricky Carmichael, uh, Einstein, mm -hmm. Abe Lincoln. Like, I just can't, you know, I can't fathom them being in front of me, but that it's, it's starting to fade. You know, I, I've, I've met some pretty famous people and, you know, I'm like, Oh, that's cool. But it's, I have also seen, you know, you see like, at a Justin Bieber concert or something, these people that are just can't even function because they're in his presence. That's right. People become powerless, right? Like if you overesteem great men, people become powerless. And great men doesn't have to be man, doesn't have to be, it just has to be like, even if you overesteem your parents, right? right? We bring it all the way down. It's like when you overesteem your parents, so many people could be misled. I know I was misled. Right, which brought me on my journey to addiction and stuff because I overesteemed people that had great power, or I saw them as having great power, and yeah. I overesteemed them. And I said, "You're right. I'm worthless." Yeah, I mean, ego's ego's greatest desire, right? Is it, yeah, you know, you look at Hitler or people like that. I mean, that's they they won the race, I guess. Yeah, they like, got overesteemed, and everyone became powerless around them. Right. There you and go. You, and then we go on. If you overvalue possessions, people begin to steal. Same sort of idea. Once you once you say this thing has so much value. You know, and it's like and then there's all of a sudden not enough for anybody else, because in order for something to have value, it has to have it has to be limited, because if it's unlimited, where is its value? Right. And that's man you know when you said the Tao has no desire for itself mm -hmm. i mean that's just i don't know if other people understand that how it hit me but it's like beautiful i mean i don't, I don't know really if there's a word to describe it but that's 
you've got my attention. Yeah. It's, it's like, um, this money, this, this, the love of money, I guess the Bible says, you know, I, I have been a thief, I guess. I mean, you know, if to get, you and me both, to be, you and me both. To be no, completely, sorry. you know, transparent, like yeah. my desire to change the way I feel was not limited by my desire to not take from others. Right. And so last night, actually, um, my grandfather, I've been kind of interested in ancestry here lately. I haven't really dug in, but I just had some kind of feeling, this connection um, that I needed to go see him. My grandmother passed away a few years ago and he's, he has really struggled and, and the family has struggled trying to help him and trying to, to figure out, you know, and it's, it's anymore when people have problems, the, the first go-to thing is like, man, maybe he needs to see a counselor or maybe he needs some medicine, but how about you just try and love him first? Yeah. First thing maybe, maybe is go over there and just listen and see what it is that's Treat going on. with a little respect. Yes. And you wouldn't believe all I did is say, I mean, I, I, I set some standards or some boundaries in the beginning. I said, look, if we're going to have this conversation, then honesty has got to be at the core of it. I don't, I'm not here to lie and I'm not here to hear any lies. And, oh man, like it, it makes me emotional. It's, uh, yeah, he just needs love. That's all it is. Like people just want to be respected. And when you love someone with pity and when you love someone with lies and when you love somebody in the way that you want to, rather than loving them for who they are, rather than loving them for who they are right now in front of you, that is the shit. And I'll tell you, my recovery started because someone treated me with some motherfucking dignity. That's right. It didn't start because someone tried to shame me. It didn't right. start because someone tried to push me to rock bottom. It didn't start because of any of that. It started because someone treated me with respect and everybody deserves to be treated with respect because there are people that don't have addictions that think they're doing just fine and have never seen any respect and don't know how to act out there in public. Oh, I live with one. I'm sorry. Oh, I said, I live with one of those people. Yeah, no. And I, and I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like, um, like I just wrote, sorry. I just wrote down this morning, like in my meditation, I wrote down that I, I am, I am completely in love with her spirit that she doesn't even know she has. Yeah. And it, it's just amazing yes. that I will, I will, I will remain in a relationship for that long with the, with the desire to meet the spirit that's not displaying itself, if that makes sense. You know, I, I, I feel the same. Like I, you know, like I, you know, like there's a, there's a waning relationship in my life right now that is very similar. Like I am, I, I, I am in love with somebody that, that doesn't understand who I love because they can't see right who i love but yeah. i can and right. i see them clearly and they're beautiful and you know like ultimately for me it's like my my safety and me being treated with respect is more important um at this stage of where i'm at and and where that relationship is or whatever and and i stand firm in the idea of like you know what 
they know what's best for them. Let them go. And, and I know what's best for me. I need to be able to not torture myself every day in the idea that like, I'm, I, I see something and I, and and we can't help them see it. Right. We can treat them with respect. And by treating them with respect, we have to make sure we're treating ourselves with respect as well. Yeah. I think it comes back to no desire for for itself. I mean, that's right. I wish I could over, you know, I, and I feel like I'm on the right track, but I mean that, that would, if I could choose my operating, you know, my, my default operating, uh, in life, it would be to have no desire for myself. I mean, it's, and, and I feel like that's pretty much the state I'm in. This spiritual experience this time for me is so heavy. It's like yeah. super, very clear, like, like the Bill Wilson experience, I'm sure. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. And it's like, you know, who, who goes, okay, you know, and I, I don't want credit for this, but who goes, I gave my grandpa, uh, grandfather last night, a hundred dollars that I stole from his business. It was actually my uncle's business and he worked there. I gave him a hundred dollars that I stole when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that that was, you know what I mean? I didn't even know that that was wrong. I never used a drug or anything like that, but I got to get even here. Yeah. I got to level the playing field. And it's like, Daniel doesn't do that kind of stuff. Right. Spirit is here. And I'm, I don't know, man, I, I, I'm not sure which direction to take it yet, but it's like, I'm coming out. I'm having a coming out party and Go on. I don't, I don't, I don't know who needs to hear what or where I, where I fit in this source, this, this universe. I'm not sure what, what it is that, that spirit has for me. There's a, no, and you never will be. Let me, let me just be clear. Hey, there ain't no answer to that. (laughs) Right. You are just here being you and you right now are perfect. And don't let your definition of perfection rob you of yours. These are things that we have to remember. And then in, in your number three, it continues to say, like, the master leads by emptying people's minds and filling their cores. Like this person that you love, you're not, you, you can't tell them in their, you know, like with words, what you see in them. Right. Because they'll never hear it, but you fill their core and you fill their core with love. That doesn't mean you have to live together. That doesn't mean you ever even have to talk to one another. Right. You respect and love them anyway, because that's who you are. I love it. Yeah, that's what I think that's what Kristen was kind of trying to get across to me yesterday is like, you can telepathically uh, make these amends. And, yep. you know, I have a core belief, the people that that I really just think were very awake in, in this in this fellowship I'm a part of are are completely convinced that if you know it in your head if there is an amends to go make then you should make that amends and how much freedom do you want and it's like i agree but i'm also open to listen to my spirit and that's that's what she said do what do what feels right you know in you Mm -hmm. and that's great and that's awesome you know i as as related to the fellowship and stuff, you know, like I, it should be said that I stepped away from my fellowship a long time ago because of there being too many rules um, around too many things and people holding on to the rule. We were talking in the last, in, in 28, you know, like this idea of keep 
you know, uh, 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 you look toward the personal, but keep to the impersonal. When you get into a fellowship, things get too personal too quick. Yeah. And, and, well, and individuals can, can, can get personal. Right. And I agree. That's the issue in AA for right now is, is, and you know, if, if it was practiced as it was designed yes, with the traditions mm -hmm. and, and my thing is I can just hold on to the book. Like I can always go back to the book. That's what was designed. That's the design. Right. And, it, and it works. It is 100% going to work. If you are addicted to something and you do those 12 spiritual exercises, you will be free. I can guarantee it. Never seen it not work. And that's a, that's a, that's a huge statement there. But the thing that has happened is opinions have came in and people like me have came in and said, well, I know the book says this, but maybe you shouldn't be in a relationship for a year. You know, maybe, maybe that's what's best for you. Well, who the hell said that? Right. That's complete bullshit. And there's a little joke behind it that nobody's ever done that. So they don't know if it works. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, you just popped off. I just want you to know that you're welcome to come back on if you like. I do want to, I would, I'm going to finish three, whether you come back on or not. But, um, but you're right. Like there's so much behind when we get into groups and what it means to have to be a part of a group, you know, there were times where, you know, like I, for myself, I was, I was, it was the, the group was threatening to like leave me because yeah. of the choices that I was making, because I was, I was in a position that I had to go to bars because I wanted to go see jazz and I wanted to visit my friends and I wanted to do all yeah. these things. And, and I was not threatening my sobriety, but it was, it it, it it hurt and it, and it hurt other people and that's when it becomes personal rather than being impersonal and being like well what is what is my experience is my experience important because i think that i'm the one doing this recovery right now and i'm right. utilizing this group as a support not as a base of rules correct yes and I, and and that's why it's suggestions i mean and that's right you know, I, it, it's it's pretty clear, like every situation that I find myself in that I'm like, well, maybe my sponsor wouldn't like this or, oh, but, well, maybe, you know, AA wouldn't like this or I'm not going to share this in the meeting. Like the, the book is super clear about you can go and do anything a free man can do. Yeah. Uh, being around drugs and alcohol has no power over whether I'm going to use them or not. The only thing that has power over whether I'm going to use or not is if my ego is winning the battle, if my spirit is healthy or not. You know, they, it talks about in there that the, the real problem here is a spiritual malady. My spirit is sick. And that's what I believe. And that's what I overcame. So anyways, I don't want to keep rambling. And this is your yeah. this is your room, man. But I it's really great to meet you. I hope we can hook up some somehow, some way and, and maybe uh, talk a little bit more about this. I, uh, yeah, I'm inspired, man. I'm gonna. So, what is? Is there like a text? Is the towel? Is the towel like uh, something? 
How does it come? Like if you want to yeah, buy it? Yeah, it's a text. If you, no, no, you don't even have to buy it. I can send you, if you connect with me on Instagram, uh, which you can find my link through, through the wisdom app and stuff. Um, I will send you a link to the translation that I use, which is the, um, Stephen Mitchell translation, which was, I believe translated in 93 or 94. Um, it's the most accessible, uh, I think in our language, but then you, there is also, um, maybe 100, 150 other English translations that you will find on the wow. terrorist site. And I'll, and I'll, and they're all free. They're all online. Just all you gotta do is open it up and, and, and read it out. Perfect. What do you know about say this sage Laozi? Nothing. I don't the know. The creators that. apparently credited sixth century created with designing this thing. Designing the Tao. Yeah. Uh, well, the Tao was written, yeah, the Tao was written 600 BC. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> um, Lao Tzu, uh, is the, the, you know, the, the architect of the no, okay. Yeah. I just didn't know how to say it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So Lao Tzu, Lao, Lao Tzu is the architect of the Tao Te Ching and he was a, uh, like an account for, we don't know much about the, Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu was an accountant or uh, a numbers man for, uh, the state that he was living in and then he decided that he was going to leave because he didn't like the direction that the kind of world was going he was going to go live in mm. solitude and uh and and the king was like wait you're one of the smartest people we have here you're one of the most like honored people we have in our town like i need you to write out like something for to to leave behind and that's the story of the Tao. like the king asked him to write these things out and uh, and he wrote these eighty-one chapters, um, and 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 then he left, and that's all we know about Lao Tzu. Amazing. That, yeah. That's I am having a very similar experience. I don't have a king, but I have been looking for a destination to go and just absorb the spirit, and just I I I ordered a. I'm going to lose her name now. Kristen, Christina, Christina Hall's book. I talked to her and I asked my uh, girlfriend, you know, I said, Hey, can you, can you order this book? She's got Amazon. We share it or whatever. And, uh, you know, she's, she believes when I have these spiritual experiences, I'm, I'm actually, uh, experiencing manic episodes, which, you know, it, it looks a lot alike. I'm not confused about how I behave. But anyways, I said, the cool thing, I said, hey, you want you want some manic shit? Here you go. I'll be selling a book in a year for next Christmas. So people will be buying my book. And it's like, I don't know where I need to go. I don't know where, where this place is. And, you know, there's probably some people that could help me figure that out. But that's what I want to do. Listen to this thing. Write it down. Tell people about it. That's what I haven't followed through with in, in my years past and all my relapses. I haven't followed through with the action behind the thoughts. I've been gathering these thoughts and everything for the last 12 years or probably my whole life. But I haven't shared them with anybody. Yeah. You know, like a big part of my recovery is this concept of recovering to something. Right. Like I talk, you know, the, the, we always talk about what is it you're recovering from? But I always like to, to reframe that. And, and I talk about what we're recovering to, 
And so I have this, I have this, you know, on Tuesday mornings, I, I do this thing or Tuesdays at usually at one o'clock, I do this thing called re on recovery. So if you look at my past things, you'll find a bunch of conversations I've had about recovery and, and the, the grand scheme of recovery and, and profound recovery, not just, not just stopping doing something. Like, because I always look at things as like, you know, we live under the influence of our parents. We live under the influence of our society. We live under the influence of our neighbors, our teachers, our partners, our, our religions, all of these things we, we're living under the influence of. Conditioned. And, right. And, and, and the thing is, is so much of our life is lived under the influence of other things that when you are on a journey to recovery, like you and I are, um, we eventually, once we, once we realize that, okay, it's not about not drinking anymore. It's not about not using anymore. It's not about not gambling anymore. Now it's about something else. And it's about what I'm moving towards. And what am I practicing every day? I just put out an email yesterday. Are you practicing to be a person you don't want to be? Mm -hmm. Because if you are, why? Why right. are we practicing doing these things that we don't want to do in 10 years? If you don't want to do it in 10 years, why are you continuing to practice it? Correct. And then we can we can move and work towards ourselves. And so I mean, when I work with clients, this is the thing that I do. And you know, because I'm coming from addiction, like so much of my work is is not about codependency. I don't want to work with you forever. I want to work with you four times. I want to get you out, living your motherfucking life, so that you can be doing what you need to do, recovering to who you are, who you are deep inside, who you are connected, like that spiritual you, and being, you know, this 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 dichotomy of like physical and spiritual at the same time and, and, and right. into that. And that's your journey. That's all of our journeys. If we accept them. Absolutely. So, I mean, how, how do we, how do we, um, connect with me on Instagram and then I'll send you that link and then we'll, we'll connect from there. Cool. Are you on Instagram? Yeah, but I, I haven't used it in years and years, but I'm on there. I, I, one, one quick thing, and this may be another talk, but you know, my, my experience in recovery is not that I am still recovering. I, I'm recovered. I, I, I no longer have a problem. Now, if I drink a beer, I'm going to produce craving. That's guaranteed. When I drink a beer, I drink 12 at yeah. minimum. Yeah. But if I have an illness and I get better from it, I'm recovered from that. It's no longer there. I, yeah. I, I do not. I, I don't think that I'm an addict, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, uh, like, first of all, addict is self-proclaimed. You know, there's no there's no there's no definition like you can't you can't nobody can tell you that you're an addict. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a label that we accept for ourselves during a time when we need to, you know, label something so we can so we can put the added um, energy towards adjusting our life. Because when we call ourselves an addict, when, when we when we face that, that's a that's a we're, we're asking for help. And that puts us in, in that puts us in the position of being judged by others and cared for by others as well. And so we have the stigma as well as the help. And, and right. you know, like when you create those two things, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's, that's something we have to move through, you know? Yeah, and, absolutely. I, 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 did, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 please. I, I identify as an al alcoholic. I, I believe that I have what, what they describe in that book that, you know, I'm physically, I, I produce craving and then they say it's a phenomenon. They don't know why or what and metaphysical, right? It's, but 
I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like you hear all the time, especially in these fellowships, it's like, oh, we're recovering and we're never going to be better. And we're ne- that's complete <laughs> bullshit. That's I mean, right. I, Absolutely. I've only been away from substances this time, 90 days. I've been sober nine out of the last 12 years, but like I'm only two weeks three weeks off of maintenance and i have a whole nother you know belief system about that i hate it it was horrible horrible maintenance my core belief is maintenance is horrible now that i understand the brain chemistry and have had the experience of it working for me i'm on board let's do it if you need this to produce enough dopamine in your brain to understand therapeutic and understand that you're made up of ego and spirit and to get through to that to clear away the blocks that ego has on your spirit Let's do it. That's right. That's right. Anyways, I've said a lot, and I don't know if it makes sense, man. This is your show, and I, I, I hope we can connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, reach out to me on Instagram or any of the other outlets that I have. You can find links to my website and stuff here as well. So reach out to me, and I'll get you the link, and then we'll, we'll, we'll chat again. Martin John, thanks, man. Absolutely, Dan. You have a wonderful yep. day. You too, man. See you. I'm going to finish reading this number three. Um, just as, as, you know, as a, as, as a courtesy <laughs> to everybody that's listening, cause, uh, it's not, we, we, we didn't finish. We talked about filling their cores, emptying their minds and filling their cores and, and making sure that you're just loving people for where they're at, weakening their ambition and toughening their resolve. You know, this idea of toughening resolve, we don't, we don't like tough love that that's such a bullshit sort of way of looking at things. It's just real love. You want to just love people and to love people, you, you know, like you will toughen their resolve. And I think, you know, I think sometimes being in a space where we elect to be uncomfortable is beautiful because if we can feel uncomfortable and still continue going forward, then, because that's the thing that happens in life, right? You get comfortable, then you push yourself, you get a little uncomfortable and then you live through that and then you get comfortable again and then you get uncomfortable again. So if we can constantly just put ourselves in positions in which we are slightly uncomfortable, well, that puts us in the, in, in the, in the beneficial position of knowing that we can deal with feeling uncomfortable the next time it happens. And that's toughening your resolve. That's, that's understanding that like, it's not all, you know, like roses and candy. Like you, you're here and you're present and, and you can, you can be tough and you can, you can be resolute in the face of adversity. He helps people lose everything. He helps people lose everything they know, everything they desire and creates confusion in those who think they know. That's so important. Like, when you think you know something, and as soon as you get confused about it, as soon as you get to a place where you can feel confused about thinking that you know something, you know, like you lose that idea of like, I want this, I want this master's degree, I want this thing, I want this, you know, like those desires to have more all the time. It's just like, it's never ending, you know, like Gabor Mate talks about it as like the hungry ghosts, right? Always wanting more. And the last line here is practice not doing and everything will fall into place. Practice not doing. You know, the not doing thing is always interesting because I look at it in the sense of, you know, one time I gave a ride to somebody and I drove them home from, you know, we were, we were having like cribbage night or whatever at my house. And 
and we played cribbage and I drove somebody home. It was raining and, you know, they were didn't take the train. I was like, no, 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 I'll just give you a ride. And they're like, yeah, but I'm halfway across the city. I'm like, whatever, you know, it's just what I do. And as they were getting off, getting out of the car, I said to them, I said, so I says to them, I says, um, they, they said, thank you. And I says, uh, yeah, no problem. It was nothing. And at that moment, I realized it was nothing. I did nothing. I did something that my spirit was driven to do. I did nothing. I didn't want anything for it. I didn't expect anything for it. I didn't even think about it. I just did it. And by just doing it, by just, by just giving him that ride, I realized the depth of what not doing means. It doesn't mean you don't do things. It means you don't hold on to it as doing. You don't, it's not an action. It is a response that happens when you're loving that moment. And you don't require anything else from it. You can just be there, present, and act from a place of not doing. That's so beautiful, you know, and like and that relates back to the idea of like, don't overesteem great men, don't overvalue possessions, just be here, present, don't do, practice not doing, don't look at anybody as better than you. Don't look at anybody as having more than you. Just be here present, accept it as it is. Empty the minds of the people around you. Toughen their resolve. Help them lose everything that they know. They don't, like so many people want to tell you what they know about you. But they don't know shit. And neither do you. Thank you so much for joining me for Tao of the Day. Once again, this is something I do sometime between 7 and 10 in the morning on weekdays. Uh, and, you know, now it's, I'm trying to do it closer to 9 because more people seem to, to be on and join me. So that's always nice. I appreciate Daniel and Catherine and Todd for, for joining me today. We had a wonderful uh, group. Uh, I didn't pick a number today, and I think I'm just going to pass on it because we talked so in-depthly about both 3, 7, and 28. Thank you all so much. I appreciate you. I host the Recover Yourself podcast, which is currently on break from new episodes, but there's plenty to listen to still. And um, you can work with me uh, through my site or through uh, Sat Satnam Yoga Chicago if you're in the Chicagoland region. I uh, I do like like I was telling Daniel. I host. I I will. I take clients over four sessions, and through those four sessions, I work with you on recovering who you are. We take some of the low hanging fruit, give you a number of tools, and then you get off and live your life because no reason for you to hang out with me if you have a life to live that's what i want for you is to live your life as open and free as you can all right thank you so much for joining me this is a recover yourself production i'm your host martin john and until next time keep recovering yourself